0: Hello and welcome back to the History Pod. This week, we are tackling a big question. What led to the American Revolution? We all know that the Revolutionary War did not begin until 1775. However, if we back up over 20 years, we can explore why the Revolution actually started. Before we get started, there are a couple of things that we need to talk about. The first thing is the king. The king is a monarch or ruler of a country. They are not voted on like the United States president is. Instead, what would happen is the oldest son at the time took over when the previous king passed away. Women did not have as many rights during this time period and were often considered less than men. So the oldest daughter would never be the first person in the line of secession to the throne, so they would always be skipped over and then gone back to. So what this means is the oldest son would become king first, and then it would go to his children. If he did not have any children, it would go to the oldest sibling of the king. This is how queens that were unmarried or were siblings became the queen. The second is Parliament. Parliament is a term you're going to hear throughout this episode. Parliament is the British lawmakers. In America, our lawmakers are in Congress. However, they are effectively the same thing. Now, let's travel back in time to 1754. The French and Indian War began. Oddly enough, this was actually a war where the British and the French fought each other. The French and British were hostile or angry with each other pretty much all of the time. They really struggled to agree with each other on pretty much everything. The French and Indian War was fought because of money and land. Both countries wanted influence over new lands and people to help strengthen their empires. Think about it like social media the more followers, or followers a person has, the stronger their reach or influence is. The British ended up winning, and the Treaty of Paris was signed. A treaty is an agreement, and so the war was officially over. The treaty also states exactly what each country gets and gives as a result of the war. This war started in 1754, and it officially ended in 1763 with the signing of the treaty. The second thing that happened also occurred in 1763, the Proclamation of 1763 by King George. This document said that no colonists could settle past the Appalachian Mountains. So West Virginia, Kentucky, or what is now known as West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, these people were unable to settle in this area. They were stuck in the lands of the current colonies, and it was getting crowded. There was not a lot of elbow room going on. So the reason for this was because the British officers that had served in the French and Indian War could be given their choice of land. So the king was saying, hey, you served me, we won, let me give you this land. Now, in 1764, the next thing happened, and this was the Sugar Act was passed. This was essentially a tax on sugar and other goods, and if you've ever baked which was pretty frequent back then you know that sugar is in almost everything so they were using a lot of sugar the colonists were the only ones paying this tax as well so back home in england they were not paying the sugar tax and the whole purpose of it was to help the british pay for the french and indian war now keep in mind the colonists could have cared less if the french and indian war happened they were fine just how they were so they're being asked to pay for this war that they didn't have a say in, they didn't care about, here they were. Now in 1765, two more acts were passed. And when we talk about acts, we're not talking about like drama, theatrical acts. We are talking about laws. So the two that were passed were the Stamp Act and the Quartering Act. So the Stamp Act said that all colonists had to pay tax on paper goods and legal documents. This means any letters that were sent, which letters were the primary form of communication, were taxed. The Quartering Act said that the colonist must house and feed the British troops for free. So you did not have a choice in this. You were not given money. You just had to do it. I don't know about you, but I don't want somebody just coming into my house and saying that they have to live there because... The king said so. So, and that's what it was like. They literally would come. Sometimes they wouldn't even knock on the door. They'd just open it and they would move in. Next, in 1767, the Townsend Acts were passed. The Townsend Acts have a bunch of different things that go into them, but essentially it was the colonists being taxed for almost everything. So along with the fact that these British troops now had the Quartering Act on their side, and all of these other, pretty much everything's being taxed, the king wanted to monitor the colonists more closely, so he was sending more and more British troops in. Now, prior to this, the colonists were starting to get the idea that they needed to manufacture or make their own goods. They needed to make their own shirts, shoes, paper, etc. Well, Obviously, all these British soldiers who are there for the king are going to tell the king what they're doing. All of a sudden, the king was seeing his plan not being able to work anymore because the colonists were finding a different way. So now the colonists became angrier and angrier. Keep in mind, they're paying a lot of money in taxes for everything, and they're not represented in Parliament or any real form of the British government. They have no one sharing their side or defending them. In 1770, the next big thing happened, which was the Boston Massacre, happened. This was an unorganized fight between the colonists and the British soldiers. This is the marker where most people agree the American Revolution actually started. However, keep in mind that the official start is actually in 1775. Now, there are a few more events to talk through. In 1773, two major things happened. The first was the passing of the Tea Act. So we already have sugar being taxed. We have paper goods being taxed. Now they're going to add in tea. Now, the purpose of the tea tax was actually to help the struggling East India Company So the East India Company imported tea. That's what they did. That's how they made money. They were struggling financially to the point where they were going to go bankrupt. So the king stepped in and said, I'm going to help you out. However, this meant that he had to get money from somewhere. And the obvious answer to him was taxes. This led to a huge event that occurred at the end of the year. The Boston Tea Party. The Boston Tea Party is when the colonists dressed up as Native Americans and boarded an English ship carrying tea. They threw crates full of tea into the harbor. So basically, the colonists were charged when the ship entered the port or the docking area for these ships. Well, they didn't want to pay this tax. So what better way than to throw the tea away? So the next year, in 1774, the Boston Port Act was enacted. The English government, parliament, closed the ports because of the Tea Party. This meant that no ships could enter or leave Boston's harbor. So it is my understanding that this was very specific to Boston. But Boston, at the time, was the pretty much the most major port. So it's very important that it was open to help get goods into the colonies. Colonies and also for them to export goods elsewhere. Then in 1775, the British invasion came and the first official battles of the American Revolution started at Lexington and Concord. So to wrap it up, the American Revolution basically started because the King of England started to take away the rights of colonists and they started to tax them. The colonists became upset because they weren't being heard and there wasn't any way for them to be heard. Again, they had no representation in Parliament. So, I have a few questions for you to think about and discuss. Which event do you think was the most important to the start of the American Revolution? So, what I mean by that is, which event do you think made the colonists the most upset? Why do you think this? The next question is, it is noted that the king was not trying to upset the colonists with the tea tax. He truly believed that he was just trying to help the East India Company. Do you think this is true why or why not? And our third question, do you think that only the British officers should have the ability to move westward? So are they the only ones that should be able to go past the Appalachian Mountains? Why do you think this? What about the colonists that helped to settle the colonies? And what about the colonists that fought in the war too? Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The History Pod. Remember, you can always send me an email at thehistorypod at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or just want to chat about history, I'll talk to you on the next episode.